You're listening to the Law & Business Podcast, hosted by Anthony Verna. We tackle the difficult questions where business and the law intersect to help you run a smarter business and avoid costly mistakes. Brought to you by Verna Law PC, a full-service law firm focusing on patents, trademarks, copyrights, domain names, and advertising law. For more information, call 914-908-6757 or send an email to anthony at vernalaw.com for more information. All right, welcome to the Law and Business Podcast. We're here doing our Philadelphia Bloggers series. We're here with uh, Christina Capella. How are you doing, Christina? Doing pretty well today. All right. You are the founder of PHL Bloggers, and you have a blog of your own. I do. And you have a full-time job. That as well. So the first question is, is do you sleep? Let's start. Sometimes. <laughs> um, less than usual this week, but I try. It's definitely always a balance. Trying to figure out what means the most, what's the most important to get done, and which things inevitably get shoved to the wayside along the way. I understand very well with, with having the practice, doing this podcast, having the blog. Yes, no, there are things that you certainly have to prioritize as you're putting putting all of this together. So let's start here. Let's talk about the blog first. So tell everybody about your blog. Sure. So I blog at Christina Noel, and that's just christinanoel.com. It's about hosting parties, handmade greeting cards, and how to stay in touch with people you love. So I've been blogging for six years now, and I started the blog at the same time that I started my full-time job. So essentially, I started it because my day job is a construction consultant and my background is in architectural engineering. So I have a very left brained day job and that is the space that I live in during the day. And I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to go crazy having only that to do after graduating college with having so many activities going on at the same time. And so I decided to start the blog at the same time. So I had a place to record my, my more right brained antics <laughs> while living the left brain day job. It is a very artistic lifestyle kind of blog. Would you agree with that? Yes, de definitely. Um, for years, it actually was very specifically, by very specifically, I mean <laughs> vaguely, lifestyle. And I realized recently that it actually, for the first four or five years of it, it became sort of like a journal, a place for mm -hmm. me to record all of my thoughts. And sort of in more recent years, I've been really making the push over to talking just mostly about parties and greeting cards and staying in touch, which was always there along the way. But mm -hmm. now it's just more of the focus as opposed to telling people about 10 things that I did this week or something along those lines. <laughs> right. Like your most recent post is about Thai-inspired food for the, the dinner party. and But you don't just talk about the food. No. <laughs> no. That's where the engineering side of my brain comes in. I talk a lot about the logistics of planning. One thing I always hear from people when I'm like, so what's stopping you from hosting parties? Because this is a normal conversation that I start with people I meet on the street. Well, I happen to live above a funeral home, and <laughs> therefore a lot of people don't want to come and visit me. <laughs> Haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> but everybody is like, thoughts are always like logistical questions. It's like, well, how many people do I invite? And what do I serve? And how long does it take to prepare? And what happens if these people don't know each other? So I really like to sort of provide some insight around how to make it happen, what to be thinking about before you host the event, what to be thinking about during the event, 
and just sort of making it more accessible to people. And I was actually really excited because I got a comment on that post from somebody who was like, I never thought that I could make Thai food before, but after reading this post, I totally think it's doable now. So that was really great. That's the whole purpose, right? It's kind of trying to say, no, you can do this too, and you don't need all the time in the world, and you don't need to worry about all of the details to make it perfect. It just needs to be about the people. Understood completely. And I've actually never tried to make Thai food myself. Right? Because it, it seems impossible. <laughs> or not well, impossible. Well, look, look, look. Your name ends in a vowel. My name in, ends in a vowel. So, so I think we, we can agree that we, we grew up with um, pasta and red. And pasta and, 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 and pasta. Right, exactly. And pasta. <laughs> <laughs> exactly correct. When I hit college was when, oh, there's other stuff out there finally hit me. And that experimenting hit me. And all right, so Thai food, I haven't tried to make it. But I've certainly have eaten it. Um, yeah. I didn't even know that avocados or buffalo sauce existed until I got to college. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. What would be your goal with the blog? Are you looking to make money with it in the long run? Are you looking for people just to kind of see it as a funnel to something else? What, what, fo what focuses you on that? Sure. So... I think the two biggest reasons that I blog are I'm looking for my community in the world. I like meeting like-minded people who like talking about parties and bringing people together. And so sort of building a community of people that I've met along the way has been really, really cool. And that's exactly what I was looking for, right? An escape from my day job to find a place where there were people who thought more like me so that I wouldn't feel crazy when I was having all of these right-brained thoughts while sure. I'm supposed to be auditing construction projects. <laughs> so that's definitely one of the things. And then sort of tied to that is just inspiring other people. So while getting paid for posts would be lovely, um, right now it's just more of a space on the internet for me to keep a record of all of the things that I've done in the past and be able to Google myself and to maybe use as a portfolio <laughs> one day going forward to prove that I have any experience in event planning and bringing people together in community building. You, you, you know, you know, you hit a thought in my head and that thought is that a lot of times we are defined by our careers. Yes. Rather than... <laughs> <laughs> rather than anything else and there is other stuff that we do and yeah we kind of document that on facebook but even that can be a little bit of a sloppy way of documenting it because you might not be able to go find that it's ever true. again so here you have the documentation and it is chronologically done yes the amount of times that my mother will text me from the grocery store and be like how many eggs were in that recipe and i'll just send her the url to the recipe and be like it's already there mom just look on the internet so wait so does your mom like the fact that she just gets the url instead of six eggs <laughs> I, th I think she does anyway it's definitely uh it's had its pros and cons I, I remember i once heard from my aunt that she like googled something about christmas table settings and her table came up and she was just like um what am i supposed to do with this so nothing um, you're supposed to look at it and be happy that it's there. that's true <laughs> so your blog's ranking pretty well then in christmas table settings maybe at one point one? in time it did i haven't checked recently though <laughs> all right well i won't check now i have to admit that's very impressive thank you thank you i try very hard <laughs> what are some of the favorite posts that you have written over the six years 
Oh, there's a lot. I think some of my favorite ones that I've written are the more sort of confessional ones. I love talking about hosting parties mm -hmm. and those posts are really fun to write. And I think that those are the ones that people can definitely get the most value from if they're sure. coming to my blog. Well, they're paying zero, so everything gets value. But, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But I, I've written some over the years. I just actually, one of our coworkers is retiring and I asked, what are you excited about sure. now that you're moving on to the next step of your life? And he's really excited to golf. And I was like, oh, I did that once, only once. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's called My First Time Golfing. Okay. And it's like an entire post about how I had one week to try and learn how to golf before going on a corporate golf outing. <laughs> so that's one of my favorite posts. There's one about me getting my wisdom teeth taken out. There's one about I'm not really a nature person, but I went on a like two-day camping in the woods trip where there were some things about going to the bathroom in the woods that I decided I needed to blog about. So there's things about that on the internet. Yeah, so all of those. But then from a party perspective, I'm going to, to completely 180 this. <laughs> so I've hosted like a chai tasting party. So I just go to the store and buy all of the chai concentrates. And then we make all of them and taste test right. them at the same time. So that's one of the favorite parties I've ever had. And then also any beer and cheese party or wine and cheese party that I've ever had has been pretty good. And I'm always learning something. I always get to the end of the party and I'm like, oh, I would do this differently mm -hmm. or I would do that differently. And those posts are definitely the ones that people should be looking at if they're like, where do I even begin? Because I'm like, <laughs> I made all the mistakes for you. I did it. Read the post and it'll tell you what to do correctly instead of what I did the first time. Yeah, at my first law firm out of law school, somebody always did the Starbucks run after lunch. And I got um, nothing or iced tea because I don't drink coffee. But the, Me either. Right. So, oh, my wife's not going to like you. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. She's met you. She likes you. <laughs> um, I would rarely get anything. But... Um, one person always got a, a chai tea latte, and my boss always just got coffee. Co you just want coffee, so they would coffee. And one day, they switched the chai tea latte and the coffee, and all I hear was, and, I, and I'm going to put the microphone over here, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> they are very different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so from that particular post... Did you learn about chai or was that something you already had down? Sure. So I think what I've learned over time about any food or beverage is that you can learn in general about things, but every person's going to have their own preferences. Right. <laughs> so the things that I learn from these parties are definitely more logistical, more along the lines of... Well, did you know that if you drink that many cups of chai in one day, you're over-caffeinated for the rest of your day and then can't sleep that night? <laughs> or the best way to heat up that many cups of chai at the same time, because you're, you're kind of making them as you go. You, one concentrate to the next is using the microwave, and you get, kind of give everybody microwave access, and that's kind of where you're standing around. Um, and then just sort of learning over time for parties what the best and easiest foods to make are. I have some friends that focus a lot on food, and that that's their forte and that's what they love doing. Right. But my approach is always like, what is the most efficient way that I can feed these people in the least complicated way? Understood. Understood completely. No, and that's what I like about, that's really what I like about these posts is that they, they tackle the subject and then how to get there. 
Yes. <laughs> because I do think a lot of people have those brain cramps over how to get there and they get nervous. And, and I think reading it in a format like this helps. It's true. And Pinterest doesn't help. Pinterest makes you believe <laughs> that the whole world can look like that all the time. And all of those posts with white backgrounds right now on white tables with all of this natural lighting. I live in a four-story tiny house in Philadelphia that everything is wooden. And I was like... Sure, I could go buy all of like the table coverings that I need to make everything white and look fantastic and buy all the props, but like that's just not what life looks like for me. And I've got to admit, I don't have the time to set it up. So it's a very real look at what party hosting looks like from an engineer's perspective. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's move on to PHL Bloggers, which sure. you are... A founder, the founder, the founder, the founder. Very good. <laughs> I want to. I'm no, the only crazy the... one. <laughs> That's what it is. I want to give you the proper crazy credit. Thank you. I look at PHL bloggers as a support group for bloggers in the Philadelphia area. That's actually not a bad term for it. You're allowed to steal that if. if... Actually, I might use that. Okay. I might use that. I'll, I'll credit you right at the bottom. <laughs> so I started the blog in August 2011, and. One or two years in, I went to my first conference and I was so excited and I went to one in Philadelphia and I met a bunch of bloggers who we were just all at different stages in life. They were a little bit older than me. Most of them had kids and I was like, this is great. These people are wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying being around them, but I just can't connect with them on like day to day levels. And then I, on a whim, booked tickets to a blog conference in Texas and I went to Texas Style Council and I met well, not personally, but I met 200 like style and lifestyle bloggers in the Texas area. Sure. And I like looked around and I was like, I can't have to fly all the way to Texas for this, can I? Like, this is a long <laughs> haul to get to these people. I was like, they must be in Philadelphia. So in September 2014, so three years later, after I stopped traveling from my day job quite as much as I was doing before, I sent out an email to 13 bloggers in the area that I had found on Twitter. That's just like how I found them. I was mm -hmm. like, I know they're here somewhere. And I emailed 13 people and I said, hi, I'm Christina. You may not know me. I have this blog. I would love to meet up with all of you in person. If you guys want to talk about the challenges of blogging, I'm, let me know if you're interested. We'll go to a coffee shop and yeah, tell me, tell me if you're interested. Okay, thanks. Bye. Like just a really <laughs> nervous email, right? You're like, I don't know these people. They don't know me. And so all 13 people said they were interested, which was crazy to me that I'd never met these people. And we had our first meetup that month and we had seven of us at a coffee shop and we did like an activity about brainstorming post ideas and we started talking right. more about blogging. And from September 2014 until now, we have grown from like just me sending emails on my Gmail account to making a PHL blogger specific email account to getting a MailChimp list to mm -hmm. hosting two blog conferences to now up to having a mailing list of 300 members and a an awesome team that's helping me out behind the scenes on everything along the way. Excellent. Congratulations on that growth. Thanks. That really is fantastic growth. So what are some of the goals of PHL bloggers? Like how often then does everybody meet to talk about those things now and what are you looking to do then sure so we currently have quarterly meetups that have a social and educational component where people can learn about things like search engine optimization or google analytics or 
we had one more recently about how to pitch brands. So some kind of educational component and then some kind of just meet the other bloggers in the area component and time to network and talk. And at our last one, what we did was we all sort of went around the room and everybody said one thing that they're really good at doing and one thing that they could use help with. And then we had sort of networking time afterwards where people already knew what they wanted to talk to each other about because you knew who was good at what and could help you. And you knew where you could offer advice to somebody else that was looking for something. So that was really great. And really the entire purpose is sort of to meet up in real life. And I'm a firm believer in that building like personal relationships with people can get you really far. There's, there's just so much you can learn from people's stories and experiences. And sometimes you just feel less crazy having somebody to talk to you about this really important thing in your life that nobody else seems to understand. <laughs> and with a lot of these bloggers who have taken this path as their career is trying to build this as their business, a lot of them do feel uh, as if they don't have that support because really they're on their own. It's and true. Then with blogging, it's you and a computer. That's it. <laughs> That's all it is. It's you behind a computer screen and you're like making these connections on Twitter, which is great. Or you're making these connections on Instagram and you're always commenting on each other's posts. But for me, who's such a people person and an extrovert, it's not necessarily enough. That said, I have found over the years that most of the bloggers that I know and love are introverts, but they're all coming out and everybody just is sort of looking for more of a community of people to be able to share the experience along the way with. I do agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And what other events then, because you have a, a annual I do. conference as well for yes. PHL bloggers. So it's called the Blog Connect Conference. Our second annual conference was in April. And the one for 2018 is almost on the books for April 2018. I just need to pick a date, confirm it, and <laughs> put down a deposit, which is on my to-do list for sooner than later, believe it or not. It's only July, but we're, uh, we're getting started early this year. When you have a bigger event, you have to do that earlier than... It's true. So essentially, it's a sort of one and a half day event that involves a party of networking and getting to know people and learning about styling photos. And we still need to pick the theme for this year. But essentially, the overall purpose is to get bloggers together to network and educate them on upcoming things in the industry and just making sure that people feel like they have a place to go to ask questions and just to sort of bring in some experts who have been there along the way and to be able to share their stories to inspire the bloggers to keep going. Because sometimes you need that motivation. You need to be in a room full of people who understand and just kind of, I feel like what I've, my favorite comment that I hear from people when they leave is that they feel inspired to keep going again. Because it's hard, as we said, it's behind a computer screen. So trying to get on board with posting once a week or twice a week is and fitting it into everyday life can uh, be a little bit draining until you realize that there's all of these other people doing it too. And I think that's an important point right there. When I have gone to conferences, one of the things that I've noticed, I don't mean uh, blog industry conferences, but other industry conferences, sure. what I've noticed is that a lot of people who are bloggers and influencers themselves are beginning to go to these conferences and say, here's what I blog about, here's what I do videos about, you know, and here's who's following me. Can we talk, you know, offline out of here about how to get your product in, into my blogs? And That's awesome. It, it really is. I won't call it a revolution <laughs> yet <laughs> because yet. it's only like two or three people a conference as I go to those, but it's beginning to happen. It's beginning to seep through. And so, you know, there are people out there that are focused on this as a business, number yep. one, 
but also personality matters. And I think for a lot of the people who are blogging but might naturally be introverted, this is a way to get them to see what the different paths are in, in creating this. And then hopefully they can go from, from a blog industry conference to a regular industry conference and just start saying, hey, I'm blogging about this. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's weird because this is the place that my worlds collide, right? My day job of like super corporate America and my side hustle of the blog. At my day job, I feel like there's a lot of talk on like making yourself an expert in the industry and sort of making sure that you know what's happening mm -hmm. and reading about things as they're happening and getting to know the right people. And you're right. It, taking bloggers who usually live in that world and taking them to the industry driven conferences sounds like a great way to move forward from here. It's making me want to find event planning conference and head out and check out what that's about. I don't know if I've ever heard of an event planning conference. There's got to be I've one. I've heard of a few. I might need to save up for them, but I, I know they're out there. <laughs> no, I understand. It's like me going to the International Bar Association annual convention. You got to save up for that one. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> this year's in Sydney. So that. Oh, going. yeah. Yeah, I have to save up for that one. So is PHL Bloggers meeting its ultimate goals for what you've set? Yes and no. <laughs> I definitely love what it has become right now. I'm so amazed at the 300 members. People are coming out of the woodworks that are bloggers. And I'm always like, we must have found them all by now. But like, not true at all. <laughs> not remotely true. The market is not yet saturated. There's a space for everybody, which is cool. Everybody's got their own story to share and has their own unique spin on it. One thing that sort of happened as the growth has happened is that we initially started off with this really core group of probably 20 to 30 people who kept showing up to the same events. And there's really strong bonds between those original 20 to 30 people. And as we've grown, we've tried really hard to sort of keep that same bond there. Mm -hmm. But it's gotten a little bit more difficult with all of the people and sort of less face-to-face -face time. Sure which it's been a balance of finding the right amount of face-to-face -face time to get people to actually show up. We were having so many events that I think people were saying, hey, like I can just go to the next one. And so right. now we're sort of cutting back to sort of make it more of a special event and Understood. then hosting informal sessions in between. And really the goal right now for me to figure out is about how to bring those stronger connections back together and whether that's bringing people together who are at the same level. So bringing in mastermind groups for the experience level folks are bringing in intro sessions for the introductory bloggers and sort of making them feel like they have their own individual community within this community of 300 people. So typical Christina, it's going great. It's like it's accomplishing <laughs> all of these things. It's giving people educational opportunities, but I'm always looking on to the next thing and where I want to head and making sure that it's really providing a good opportunity for people to feel more connected. Understood completely. What events do you have coming up here in 2017? And we'll end it right there. We have an event coming up in either October, November, or December, because that's our, our next quarter, about vulnerability. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about the softer side of blogging and what it means to put your life out there for the world and to sort of talk about what some of those more intimate sharing detail things look like and what it means and what you're comfortable sharing and sort of breaking away from the digital world and focusing on real life and what that balance looks like. And that's going to be sort of a work session that's done towards the end of the year coming up. Fantastic. And then, of course, April 2018, the big... Yes, conference. April right. 2018 will be the Blog Connect Conference number three. Christina, thank you so much for coming. 
No problem. This was really fun. And once again, how can everybody find you? Sure. So you can find my blog online at ChristinaNoel.com. And that is C-H-R-Y-S-T-I-N-A-N-O-E-L.com. And you can find more about PHL Bloggers out at PHLBloggers.com. And the Blog Connect Conference has its own website at TheBlogConnect.com. Thanks very much. Thank you. This has been the Law and Business Podcast. Visit VernaLaw.com for more episodes. To contact Verna Law PC, send an email to Anthony at VernaLaw.com or call 914-358-6401.